Hey everybody, this is Bob Sorrentino from Italian Roots and Genealogy, and I'm here today with uh, another podcaster, Frank D. Piero, uh, from Keeping It Real with Frankie D. And uh, not only is he a great podcaster, but he's a great friend. So welcome, Frank. Thanks for being here. Bob, thank you. It's always a pleasure talking to you. And I got to say, I never would have thought when I was a young child that I would become a podcaster. <laughs> well, there was no such thing as <laughs> Right? <laughs> Uh, I've become a podcaster, an author, and uh, several other things. Uh, yes. And some things people can't, you know, we can't say on, on uh, TV. For sure, uh, we don't want to do that. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, we've, we've spoken several times before, and we've interviewed each other. But, um, you know, I wanted to take today to tell everybody that I, I think Frank's done a wonderful thing for the uh, Italian community in general, but especially for young people. And um, if you have young children or grandchildren, you, you certainly want to check out his two new books. And I was quite surprised. You surprised all of us with these books. Uh, and you've written two children's books, correct? Yes, I have, which I guess same kind of thing. I never would have dreamed that I would write any books, let alone children's books. I, you know, was never a writer per se, um, kind of got inspired. So, um, Besides the podcast and all that kind of stuff, uh, at the Italian Cultural Center we have in Chicago, which is at uh, Casa Italia, I'm a volunteer. And in the Italian Cultural Center, we have our library. And our library and our Italian Cultural Center, under the uh, the direction of Dominic Candeloro, really looks to uh, help people write their stories Dominic preaches always save save your stories, save your stories, write your stories, and they will help. They'll help you get started. They'll help you publish. They'll really, you know, really, really help from the bottom of their heart. And you know, I saw all these people writing books about their families and whatnot. We also have a yearly event called uh, Italian American Literati, IA Literati, and uh, they invite authors there again and they talk and. Um, I don't know. I just kind of got this like writing bug from all this atmosphere being around it. I love going to to volunteer because it's a four story, hundred year old building, and we have museums in there, and it's just a great it's a great vibe. I love the Italian vibe. I can't get enough of it. And I don't know how it came to me about children's books. Well, I have two kids. They're now twenty three, twenty two. And I kind of was thinking about when they were young and uh, different things, you know. So I sit down and I start writing this book. And the first book is called My Big Family. And it's based a little bit off of stuff that happened with them. And basically, the whole concept of the book is kind of like this comforting make-believe atmosphere that this little uh, boy creates where, you know, he has stuffed animals and it's like, it's almost like they're real and they protect him and they protect the house. And I even take it to a further step. There's like a bunch of different characters, like a, like a clock on the wall and all this. And they, they protect the house when no one's home and things like that. So writing the first book, then I immediately had the bug and I'm like, okay, I got the second one. So I continue with the characters, but on a 
Different level. Now, the first book has a couple characters with Italian names. I even have a clock that sits on a wall that's called Italiano. And it has the Italian flag and the clock. So the second book, I keep the characters. But now the, the it's a family. Mom, dad, daughter, son. So now the daughter, uh, they're going to go to Italy. And she wants to take her favorite uh, stuffed animal, which is a teddy bear. Now, this is a true story. When my daughter was born, somebody gave her a teddy bear, like a lot of kids. And then when my son was born, 12 months later, somebody gave him a teddy bear. So now to distinguish the two, my daughter's teddy bear was, was white in color, and we literally called him Teddy Bianco. And then my son's teddy bear was browner, and we just called him Teddy. So Teddy Bianco was my daughter. So these are characters in the book. So now my daughter is going to go to, I mean, the, the girl in the book is going to go to Italy with her brother and her mother. And she asked mom, can I take Teddy Bianco? And mom says, okay. So now the book is called Teddy Bianco Goes to Italy. And your background, thank you, <laughs> is, is the cover of the book. And my wife came up with that. And we have the... America with the flag, and we have Italy with the flag, and we have the airplane based loosely on the Snoopy cartoon, and they're going to Italy. So now I'm thinking, you know what? I want to, this book could be a tool as a, you know, just, I mean, this is for little kids. It's typically a book that the parents would be reading to them. And this could be like a, a little helpful thing about just a beginning stage of a little Italian culture and some words. So the second book, uh, I thought it was a good story. And they go to Italy and they arrive in Florence. And I talk a little bit about different aspects of Florence, you know, in a very childlike way. Uh, I try to translate some words, some traditional food that is there, uh, go to Rome, the same thing. And then the last part of their trip is they go to Calabria, which is where the mom was born and they still have a house and they're going to go see family members. So I, you know, it's just like a little introduction to Italy and a little introduction to some words. And I was really kind of happy about that. And I thought, wow, this is something, you know, and I, and I'm working on a third book. Um, I got a couple ideas for a third and a fourth that definitely Italian based and, and um, you know, there's a little bit of, prayer in the book and there's a little bit of you know we went to the vatican and the religion and all that so you know i'm I'm glad with it and and i'm happy for it and i'm and i and i hope it's a useful thing for people out there well yeah definitely and you know we've talked several times about about the youth not knowing about italy they don't even teach you know i don't even think they teach italian history in school we used to get a little bit of it not a lot but we had some and, and you know um but I think it's, I think, like you said, it's a good start for young kids to understand where they came from. And, and I've never heard of anything like this before. So yeah, I kind of <laughs> thought like maybe there's a little niche here. And I mean, don't get me wrong. We're going to have this next IA literati and they're like, Oh, we want you to present your book. I go, it's not a book. It's like a pamphlet. <laughs> I mean, I'm almost embarrassed to be what authors, uh, I'm not an author. I'm winging it like I do everything else. I'm not a podcaster. I wing it. I'm not a historian. I wing it. But, you know, it's it's not a novel. It's 24 pages. 
It's got some nice pictures because that's what you expect in a children's book. Mm. But yeah, I kind of felt like there was a niche, like, you know, getting to the Italian American kid that, you know, the, the, the parents want to introduce a little bit, you know, of, uh, of culture. And like I said, and, you know, it, it's not as accessible. You're right. They don't teach uh, any history of Italy in schools. And if uh, our kids don't keep signing up for Italian language classes, they're going to stop teaching that in the schools because the numbers are a little bit down. So, you know, we always talk about it. You got to keep doing and doing and doing. And one thing I learned at our IA Literati, which will be in May of uh, of uh, this year, 2023, um, the biggest thing in, in we have to promote our fellow Italian-American authors. I know you do. I try, I, I very much enjoy interviewing them on my podcast because I mean, they need to have that, uh, that time to uh, promote themselves and buy their books. We need to buy our books. We need to buy Italian American authors books. You know what I mean? We have to support them and, and so that they can tell our stories because if we don't do it, if we don't tell the stories, nobody's gonna. We'll be right back. Italian Roots and Genealogy is proudly sponsored by Your Dolce Vita and Dawn Matera, connecting people to their purpose in life and continuing their legacy. For more information, contact Dawn at www.yourdolcevita.com. No, you're right. And, and there are you know, so many great books out there, whether it's um, you know, historical figures going back in time or some of the World War II stories are fascinating. I mean, there's such a rich history in, in, in the regions and, and everything. Um, and I just, it's true. And that's, that's why, you know, that's why I started the group, the Italian American author group uh, on, on Facebook, just to try and get as much out there as we, as we can uh, to help support people and not just to support them, but to, to learn our history. You know, to understand. Right, definitely. I just interviewed a gentleman, uh, uh, Lou Rosati, and it is, it's a book called uh, The Boy in Abruzzo. It's fiction based loosely and where his family is from. And it was about World War II uh, in Abruzzo. And, um, you know, I, I remember when in the interview and I said to him, like, you know, you read stuff like this and we're very lucky people that we didn't live through those kind of times. And uh, what a nice, nice gentleman, a retired doctor, pathologist, and uh, just a great guy. I, I really enjoyed it. And, it, you know, I, I always say I'm, I'm blessed and fortunate to get to meet these people and get to talk to these people. I, you know, being a podcaster like yourself, you know, I feel we're the lucky ones. Absolutely. And, and you know, it's funny. People ask me, how do you, how do you find these people? I said, they're out there, you, you know, Google, I look for books. I look for interesting people. It, it's, it's not that hard. Uh, and, and, you know, I think the both of us are trying to do the same thing. We're trying to give a, a window to the, to the Italian Americans, um, so that, so that they can be known and, and again, back to the history that we, we know our history. Uh, and, and just, you know, to digress a little bit, I, you also do another fascinating little bit, um, where you do that Italian American moment, I think you call it, uh, and you tell people not about you know the Joe DiMaggio's and and uh, uh, the you know the Sylvester Stallones and those people, but the people that really contributed a lot to our history in America that nobody ever heard of. 
Well, just recently. So for everyone, uh, I do these videos, very short videos. Uh, I try not to go over a minute. Um, writing those is a different technique because now you're trying to take this ton of information and condense it to one minute. Uh, it's, it's just like giving people that little quick overview of this uh, invention, accomplishment story in hopes that, hey, if they really enjoy this person or this subject, they'll research it a little more. So just recently, um, I, was, I was blown away. Uh, these two uh, uh, twin sisters that recently came to our Italian Cultural Center and started volunteering, they said, wow, you know, and I told them about these Italian-American moments. And they go, you should do one on Simon Rodia. I'm like, okay, who's Simon Rodia? So I look it up. Bob, I was blown away. I was blown away. Never heard of this gentleman. The Watts Towers in California. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the story. I, I kind of think you are from your expression. Yeah. Um, I was blown away. What an incredible accomplishment. And I like was giddy getting the info, writing this moment, and then having patience waiting for my son to help me make the video, <laughs> which unfortunately, that's my, uh, he's a great, great son, and God bless him for helping me, but he does have a life as well, so uh, I was waiting, 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 and we finally did it, and I was just, I was like ecstatic to do it, and I mean, real quick story, Italian immigrant, not even five feet tall, uh, decides to start building on his property in Watts, which I'm not real familiar with California, but I think it's not like the greatest of areas. And he starts building these towers out of materials he finds, out of garbage. And he was a tile setter, so I mean, he, he, you know, he knew what he was doing, obviously. Uh, and he would bend pipe on the railroad track. He had no ladder. He had no scaffolding. He had no power equipment. Okay. He had a, a bucket, a hammer, a shovel, a chisel, and his hands. And this little man would build a section and then climb up it and build another section and then climb up it and build another section. And the tallest one's a hundred feet high. Did this by himself over 30 years every day. And he left it. He just like donated it. He wanted to do something big. And he looked up to fellow Italians like Michelangelo and Galileo. And he wanted to do something big. And boy, he did it. And after he was gone, the city, um, they either wanted to move it or they wanted to destroy it. I'm not really sure. But they said, oh, it's not safe. So, you know, we can't keep this here. And they brought like a crane and they tested it. And son of a gun, the thing was built like Fort Knox from this little man. And I mean, my God, it's, it's a movie waiting to happen. It's a lot of things. He was, he did have a little bit of uh, publicity. Uh, he was on the cover of the Beatles album, the album cover, which, you know, today's youth wouldn't even know what I was talking about. But back in the day when they had records, the cover, the album cover was a big deal. The Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band album cover. There's all these like famous people, and there's a picture of him. Really? And it, yes. So, I mean, now I have to go look at the album. <laughs> famous 
but not. You know what I mean? He was yeah, part yeah. of the like, pop culture thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just stuff like that. I've done, uh, I think, 103 of these Italian-American moments. And I'm very proud of those. And, I'm, I'm, and you know, if my goal is they're a tool to learn for our, for our people. That's it. A tool to learn, to, to inspire, to give a little spark for, I want to know more. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, yeah, and and you know we don't get enough credit for these unsung heroes like that. Uh, you know, oh, it's okay. The, 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 <laughs> the, the people that built America and, and yes, things, yes, know? no, no. There's so and like you said, there's so many stories out there, and you know, me, you, we're 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 reading about it, we're looking at things, we're researching things, and then all of a sudden you get this name and you look it up and go, I never heard of this guy, and I'm just. I'm blown away. I really was. It just yeah. shows you how much more is out there. And for people, I think like you and me, it's a thrill to find out about it. We're just so happy to to let everybody else know about it. I have such pride letting them know to say, hey, this is a good one. You want to see this one? Yeah, yeah. I, I think one of the stories that, you know, shocked me more than, than anything else was the fact that there were seven Italians in Custer's Seventh Cavalry. Now we you know we've all watched, you know, Custer's Last Stand and 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 all of that. Never a mention of any Italians being there. I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, yeah, and and the sole survivor was John Martin. I mean, his name in America, they, he went by John Martin at least when he was in the cavalry. Gio, Giovanni Martini. He was the sole survivor. He was a bugler, and they sent him to go either warn some other colonel or general or to go tell them that they needed help, whatever the case may be. Um, but he was the sole survivor, Italian. And, and you know, so we're talking, when was that, 1870 or 1871 or something like that. You know, so we don't associate Italians right. being here even at that point in time. Nevertheless, being on the Calvary. There's a whole story that I've never really, really researched, but the Marines band, they used to recruit from Italy musicians, and they were a major part of the Marines band in like those years. They actually brought from Italy, from Sicily, a couple of guys, and that's how much Italians have influenced music that I don't think our youth would of today would realize the influence of Italians. Uh, Guido D'Arezzo was the first to write the musical scale. And it just goes on and on and on. Um, I also, now with this, the, the, the writing bug, we, uh, they had produced a, a Italian women in Chicago book, um, I don't know, about five years ago. 35, 40 stories of, you know, different stories. They were like separate little stories about women, uh, some women and their impact in Chicago, Italian women. Well, now uh, our guy, Dominic Condoloro, they want to do a volume two and I want to be in it and I want to tell this one woman's story. So I'm doing real research that I've never done before. You know, like the kind where you go to the library and you look things. I've never done that. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not really <laughs> familiar with that kind of stuff. I know who I'm talking to here, uh, the uh, descendant of the Pope in 1200. So I know you know all about that. I don't. So uh, I'm going to write about this woman, Helen Chedese, 
who was the first woman in Illinois to receive a law license and was an incredible woman. And I'm just so happy. I, I want to write her story for her because she deserves to be in it. And I want to be in the book. I want to be in this book because it, it means something to me. So yeah, this writing thing is, uh, is going, going, going now. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, uh, uh, I never, I never realized how hard it is though. It's difficult. It's really difficult. <laughs> it's extremely difficult. Yes. And like I said, writing a novel like you did, I mean, wow. Uh, my my hats off to you. Well, I'm I'm working on one with a with a friend that we want to do uh, about the the nobles in Calabria, uh, and then I'm doing a, I'm doing another one that's that's not Italian. It's it's about my career in banking, which is that's easy because it's just all for memory, you know. So you just have to write down what you remember and uh, and things like that. But uh, yeah, I I never realized that, and and I my hat really goes off to. Uh, some of the authors that I I interviewed who do these um, historical fiction type of books because you have to you have to you know it's one thing to research the history and put them in a book but then to take those people and build this whole story that fits into that time that boggles my mind I don't know how to do it I don't know how to do it. <laughs> No, you're absolutely right. We are fortunate to be in these modern times because podcasting and writing these books and all that probably wouldn't have existed for us. You know what I mean? No, and no, no, it's certainly. It's a different world, and uh, and we got to make the best of it and use it uh, to uh, to spread the word. That's what I think it is. I think with people like you and me, it's just spreading our stories and our culture and everything in between to ignite, um, you know, younger people than us, because uh, we're not going to be here forever. And the tide is kind of turning. Uh, Italian America is not what it was uh, in 1960 today. I mean, there, there's no doubt about it. And we're 2023. And, you know, what's 2060 going to be like? Uh, you know, so this is a very crucial, important time, I feel like, for our ethnic group um, and our Italian-American community throughout the United States to really um, make some concrete plans and, and uh, start and definitely do continue to do things and do more to keep this flame alive. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and certainly I think, you know, you're on the right track there getting the, the little kids involved. So before we go, where can the parents and the grandparents, grandparents, especially spoil the young kids, and buy the two books. And what are the name of the books again? Where can I get them? Well, okay. So the book, uh, the books are called the first one, My Big Family. The second one, Teddy Bianco Goes to Italy. They are on Amazon uh, under uh, my name, Frank, last name D-I space capital P-I-E-R-O. Also, you could go directly to my website, italianamericanlife.com italianamericanlife.com as soon as you get on it that page it's got the book the picture of the book you click on that it'll take you right to amazon and uh real quick story um one of my my wife has a hair salon and one of her uh, customers uh, bought the books and she told her something and i really was like wow that that that's cool she goes you know what instead of buying gifts and things that they're not going to use for like a baby shower she goes these are great gifts for a baby shower and Absolutely, they're only nine ninety five, yeah. and that's a great gift for 
someone having a baby. So I thought, wow, that's actually, uh, that makes a lot of sense. So that's a cool way of looking at it. So. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. Absolutely. That, that is a cool way of looking at it. And then it's, you know, you can see the, the cover is catches your eye right away. I, I love the cover. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, well, listen, Frank, as usual, it's been a pleasure. And Bob, uh, pleasure we'll be talking again. Thank you. Keep doing your great work. You're, you're awesome out there. And I, and I appreciate uh, your time and, uh, and, and this podcast as well. Anytime, my friend. Anytime. Hi, everyone. This is Bob Sorrentino. Just letting you know that my new book, Farmers and Nobles, is now available for sale on www.italiangenealogy.blog backslash farmers and nobles, or you can find the link in the podcast notes. Thanks for listening.